Okay, Tov, today's daf, Shavua Tov. Today's daf is daf Ayin, number 70. As we begin the last week before we, second to the last week, next week, Hashem will finish Kedushin. So, <clears throat> we learn again for for everybody should be well, should be returned safely. <clears throat> so, from the very top of the page, the Mishnah had said that there were 10 different genealogical classes, different lineages that Ezra brought up from Bobo when he returned. As we said on, on the day before, on yesterday's daf, actually we had that um, uh, before he left up, he was concerned that they were going to get mixed up there and they wouldn't be purified. So he separated all the uh, the lower classes, the Mamzerim, the Halalim, all set, set them up and brought them with him to Israel to keep an eye on him, so to speak. So that Bobo was kept the pure, pure lineage. They were pure breads, let's call them. Not, not any mixtures, not any problematic people. So said they brought up these 10 different classes. Where do we know? How do we know these 10 different classes came up from Babel? How do we know there were such people there? So the Gemara says, Geri Bacharuri. Yesterday, the Gemara discussed the Chalolim. How do we know that there were Chalolim there? Uh, those were Kohana who married the wrong woman and the children there for Chalolim. What about, what about Gerim and Choram? Gerim, we can understand. But what about Haruri? Freed, freed men, their slaves. You know, Amar Chistad, all that were separated. In other words, the Gerim and the free free, these were people who were uh, people who had been mixed up. Everybody that he is separated from uh, the Goyim. These were, I mean, people who Goyim who had converted. Fine, but we got to know that they are Gerim because we said Gerim can, can mix with Mamzerim, can marry Mamzerim, Mamzerim can marry a, uh, a Ger. According to the, the predominant opinion that that Kal uh, and uh, freed uh, men, so we know that these were slaves. Also, that they didn't have the same lineage as regular Jews. So this is called Nivim Tumas Goyim. Maybe was mixed up from the impurity of the Goyim. Uh, in other words, if we're talking about Goyim, they were originally Goyim. We're talking about Abodim. Abodim were also originally Goyim. So we want to know who they were. Mamzerim. How do we know that they were Mamzerim? Then Manolim. And as, how do we know that, that Ezra brought up Mamzerim from Babel? No, the servant says, Vayishma Sanbat Haharoni. Pasik says in the Chemia that Sanbat Haharoni heard the Tubia Evet Harmoni. The Tubia, the Amoni Evet. So here's Tubia is clearly called an Evet. Ksifki Rabban be Yehuda, many people in Yehuda, this is already in Eretz Israel, Bali Shfulo had sworn allegiance to this Tubia Evet. Ki Hasanu Lishchenya Ben Ar. He was the son in law of Shchenya Ben Ar. Shchenya was a Jew. And uh, his son-in-law was this Tubia, was a slave. The Yochanan no, and Yochanan, the son of this Tubia, he took this woman, Jewish woman, Meshulam ben Brach, as, as a wife. And obviously, um, Tubia also was married, was a son-in-law of Shechenia, so he was also married to a Jew, to a Jewess. So you see over here that uh, that they were Mamzerim, because... Why? Because they were Avadim and they married Jews. Why? Because that's, that's a very strong opinion of many people in the Gemara and Yavamas. We hear that that a guy or a Ebed who sleeps with a Jewish woman, the child is a Mamza. We don't hold that way, Lamais. We hold that the child is just a non, uh, you know, a non pure, pure Jew, but it's, it's, she's a Jew. The child is a Jew, just that he doesn't have a great lineage, but um, uh, great yichus, but uh, he held that it's his mamzer. 
So if Tuvia was the son-in-law, was an Evan, and he was a son-in-law of Shechenia, means he was married to a Jew, and his son was married to, to the Bas Mishulam, and Rach was also married to a Jew. So you see over here that these their kids were Mamzerim. That's how you know that there were Mamzerim that that um, uh, that Ezra brought up from Babel Teretz. That's if you hold that way, that an Evet who sleeps with a Jewish woman, the child is a Mamzer. And if you hold that, again, if an Evet or a Goy prohibits with a Jewish woman, the child is kosher, just not Miuchas, Michael Neymar. So what? So what if they have, how do you know that there were Mamzerim? Fine, there were uh, there were avodim there, but the avodim maybe were kept separate. How do you, and they were freed eventually? I know that kids are mamzer. So we might have a levani. How do you know they had children from those wives? Obviously, Tubi had a son. He said Yochanan the no, but maybe it wasn't from that wife. Maybe it was from somebody else. Maybe it wasn't from a Jewish woman. So we might have a levani. We know that he had children. Dilma lahavlo. Maybe he didn't have any children from the Dilma lahavlo. Maybe he didn't have any children from these wives. Basu, and it's from the Jewish woman. Basu, Mimai, the Hocha, Avu, Basiliku. How do you know that they were here in Babel and they went up to Eretz Israel? And it's Ezra. The Torah said, the Mishnah said, Ezra brought up all these different classes of people. How do you know that they were here in Babel? When it says, says, Rabbi Yehuda, many people in Yehuda had sworn allegiance. Dilma Hasanab, maybe they were always in Eretz Israel. We're trying to show how do you know that Ezra brought up Mamzer? In other words, he declared these people are Mamzer and he brought them up as a separate class to Eretz Israel to keep them separate. How do you know that? These people, again, in the uh, Pasuk in uh, Ezra and Nehemiah, Nehemiah, these people came up to Eretz from Tel Melach, from the Mound of Salt, that was the name, or Tel Harsha, the Mound of Plowing. Kruv Adon Ve'imar. That's what the Pasuk says. These people came up from there. Some this Pasuk goes on, they weren't able to tell who their father's house was, the Zarom, or their mother's house. In Yisrael, they couldn't even tell. They didn't even know who they were from. Tell Melach, what does it mean by they came up to tell Melach? Why is it called Tel Melach? They had people there who their actions were comparable to the Mysa stone that turned into stone, turned into salt, as we know. And what does it mean that their actions were like them? That they in, that they uh, committed adultery. So that's where they, they were Mamzerim there because they committed adultery. If in adultery, the children would have been in Mamzerim. Tel Harsha, in other words, that whole area was full of people, so they had to be Mamzerim there because they committed adultery. Uh, Tel Harsha, what does that mean? Says of Abba. Kid calls his man Abba, my father, daddy. The Imam Meshaskos and his wife and the mother tells him to be quiet. That's like we call in the Mishnah Shtuki. You know, you tell him to quiet down because that's not really his father because we don't know who his father is or. That the one he identified as his father is not him, like Kharash, like you know, deaf or quiet. Um, and they couldn't tell who their father was, who their uh, their father's family was, Bizarum, or their mother's in Yisrael, if they were from the Jewish people. Zuiya Sufi, that's the Sufi. A Sufi is a what we call a foundling. They found him in the street, and they don't know who the mother is or the father. Shtuki is he knows who his mother is, but when he calls, he calls somebody Abba or Tata. So the mother says, quiet, <laughs> you got the wrong guy. Um, and a Sufi is, we don't know who it is. Shenes of Minashuk. Kruv Adon, the Imar. What does that mean? It says, says, they came up from Babel. Who are they? They came up from Tel Melach and from Tel Harsha. Kruv Adon Biba. What do those words mean? Amar Vu. Amar Adon. Bernashalom said, Ani Amarti, you Israel, if I Chashuvim, Kruv. I said, Bnei Israel would be as important to me as the Kruvim 
as the cherubs in the uh, in the base of Mikdash. They made themselves like a leopard, like something gets tummy. They they disqualified themselves. Some say Hashem said, the masters even though they made themselves like a leopard, they're important to me. Hashem brings them back. Okay, but the point is that you see over here that um, uh, many of the adulterous families came up in these places, and therefore they were over there. If you marry somebody you're not supposed to marry, that's in, that's unfit to be married. For example, a man marries somebody who is like a shifcha or uh, or a mamzer, uh, somebody that he's not supposed to marry. Um, if you do that, shenah get slow. Malav the pasuk considers it keilu harshul cholam kulo ziki plowed up the whole world with our mouth and planted with salt. In other words, you ruined all the uh, agriculture in the world. Shenemar ve'ela ha'olim mitel melach tel harsha. What does that mean? The ones who came up from the salt and from the plowing, meaning if you were if you were uh, married, these people married uh, improperly or they committed adultery, uh, then it's as if they plowed up the world and planted with salt. You marry somebody, meaning you met, you had an improper marriage and you married her only for her money, meaning even though she was improper for you, it doesn't mean somebody who comes from a nice family that just happened to have some money. He marries somebody who's improper for him to marry, unfit, and he marries her because of money. They'll have children who are improper. They, they rebelled against God because, therefore, they, they uh, had strange children. So here, it, obviously, he says, if he married a mamzer, it's obviously the kids are mamzer. But he means to say, probably somebody is just not, not fit, improper for him to marry, uh, maybe of a low, uh, a lower class of lineage, and the marrier for the money. That's what you'll wind up with bad children. Also, Shem and Tamar, Mom and Paul. Maybe you'll say, well, at least their money will be saved. Maybe you'll have bad children, but their money will be saved. Tamar Lomer, Ata Yochlem. says now, Yochlem, uh, they will be consumed. Chodesh, Chodesh In a month's time, as we'll see, in a month, the month will destroy all their. All their assets, their, all their assets. Shemitam or Chalka, maybe you'll say only his money, but Chalka not her money. What did she do wrong? She was just trying to improve her status by marrying somebody of a higher class. All their money, both his money and her money, will be lost. Their assets. Shemitam or Lismamruba, maybe you'll say, well, it'll take a long time, this time maybe to uh, repair things. Tamalom or Chodesh in a month. My mash, how do you see that? So one month comes in, one month goes out, and their money's already lost. So it's a bad thing to marry somebody beneath your class. Marry somebody who is improper for you to marry, somebody who's unfit. So Eliyahu Navi binds him, and Hashem whips him. There's a child over here, he's talking about Eliyahu um, Navi, the Eliyahu, or another one seems to be a child in the and Rashi, in the Gerson Rashi we have over here, is not the Elio in the Pulsic. Yes, and he says, but that's in parentheses. Marshall takes it out of places. It depends on the Gersa, which Elio it was. But Tana al-Kulam, Elio, Kose, on Kulam, meaning what's Kulam here? Kulam, Levim, Yisraelim. If they marry the wrong class, Hashem, uh, Elio writes it down, and Hashem signs it. Oilo, 
Zara, whoa, what are they, what is we all right? I should be signs. Woe unto him who disqualifies his children, and blemishes his family, who no say and the one who marries somebody's improper. The next few words are Yokov Sabakashbarko wrote, so those are removed because that's really that's what we're talking about already. Whoever whoever um says uh, disqualify somebody else. Whoever says this guy is, is unfit, puzzle. He himself is puzzle. He himself is puzzle. never talks good. If you ever see somebody who always talks badly about other people and disqualifies them, he himself, it's a kolaposel, but mumo puzzles will say. Whoever disqualifies talks about other people as being a slave or being improper, being that, he's really talking about himself, the person who talks that much. He never talks nicely about other people. We always put that together. We say, if you're accusing somebody else of being stingy, it's probably because you're stingy or whatever other uh, classification or characteristic you attribute to them, you probably have that yourself. Nigmar is writing now a story relating to that. Hugavra. Listen to the story. It's a long story. Hugavra the man our dog. It was a man from our dog. The oligamim went to Pompadisa. Went to a uh, a meat store, a butcher in Pompadis. So Amrulay, we said, "Havali Bishop, give me some meat. I'd like to buy some meat." Amrulay, they told him, "Natar ad shakul l'shamay dravira bayecheskel." Wait till the servant of Yehuda bayecheskel comes. He's entitled to get the first cut, and afterwards you'll be able to buy. Wait, wait for shamas. The nasalif. Then we'll then we'll uh, we'll take care of you. You know, we'll we will um, we will attend to you after. Uh, the Shamas of Rabbi Yerubarichesko person comes and gets the meat first. Amar, man Yerubarichesko, he was upset by this, this man. So he came, uh, he called him up, Amar, man Yerubarichesko, he called him, not Yerubarichesko, like he made fun of his name. And he said, who's this guy? The Karamli was ahead of me, the Shukam Akumai was entitled to get the first portion of meat. Maybe they just brought in a fresh, uh, uh, you know, fresh, freshly slaughtered animal. And he was there and they said, the other guy gets, the rabbi gets the first cut. And who's this guy who gets ahead of me? Uzlu, they went and they told Rabbi Yehuda, who was this Rabbi Yehuda that this man has, uh, um, has uh, you know, made fun of you, called, called you by a different name and, and uh, didn't treat you with respect. Shamsa, he put him in Cheyrim. Put that man from Nardor in Cheyrim. Amru, they told him more, Ruggle, the Karyin Shiyate. Not only did he make fun of your name, and say, who are you to come ahead of him? But rather, he also, another thing that he does is he calls people slaves. This guy's a slave, that guy's a slave, right? People, there are people who used to call people mamzer, I'm mamzer, I'm mamzer, you know? People who would talk that way. He says he calls everybody a slave. So Rabbi Yehuda then went, after he heard that's what he did, he went and he announced publicly that this guy's an Ebed. Not only did he put him in a but he said he's an Ebed. Azalahu, so this person from Nardah, who is nameless, he just calls him Ahu, right? He just called him uh, person, a government Nardah. Uh, he went, Azmele so he went and he sued him. He sued him, you know, put him in Cheyrim and called him a slave. Uh, he called him, you know, he, he sued him in court. The commander of Nachman, for of Nachman, um, maybe Rav Nachman was, I'm not sure if Rav Nachman was Nardah or his Pompadisa, but he was. Uh, he called him in front of the court of Rav Nachman. I see Pitka Dasmana, and uh, it came a, uh, a subpoena 
know, uh, to, that he come to come to court. Also, Rabbi Yehuda, this Rabbi Yehuda, who had put the other guy in Pharaoh and called him a slave, and now was uh, was um, uh, was given a a, a subpoena uh, uh, to uh, come to court. But Tamidur, when he went before Rafuna, who was his Rebbe, should I go or not? And what does this guy want from me? I, you know, I, I, well, I didn't do anything wrong. You really don't have to go. Because you are an important man, you're a great rabbi. But I'll tell you what it is. Rav Nachman, he was called to court in front of Nachman's court. Rav Nachman is the son-in-law of the exilarch of the Kumpel. He says, he says, Rabash says, as I said before, wasn't sure Nachman's taka from Nardo. I knew he thought he was in Nardo. He's Nardo, and you're in Pompadisa. So you're a great person, and he's a great person. And you're, uh, but he's also and he was a, the Dayan of the Rosh Rusa, of the of the uh, head of the uh, of the Jews in exile. Um, and he's the son-in-law, he's the son-in-law of like the president of the Jews. So you should give him respect. The truth is, it's un, it's unworthy for you to go to be court, brought to court by this uh, commoner who is who's accusing you of uh, of calling him names and, and and putting him in a bad state. You really don't have to go. But out of the covet for Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman was not only the head in our door, but he was the son-in-law. Because of the honor of Benesi, you should go. Also, okay, so Yudah went and he found Rav Nachman. He saw him building a fence, like on his roof. Don't you hold the Don't you hold When a man is appointed to be a leader of a tzibur, as you are, you're the Dayan and you're the son-in-law of the exilarch. Uh, once you're appointed to be a leader, you shouldn't do common labor in front of three people. It's it's not fitting. It's a it's a busha. For the, like the chief rabbi to be doing uh, common work in front of three people, that's improper. So why would you do that? Because I'm just making a small portion of the the balustrade, the the defense. I'm just doing a small part. what do you call it? Gundrisa. The Torah calls it a ma'ake, right? You see some ma'ake. There's a mitzvah to make a make a fence. Well, what's this highfalutin language that you're calling? Gundarisa. Well, how are you talking? You know, so Rabbi Yudah was giving Rabbi Nachman a lot of problems. He said, is it, is such, is it such a hateful word that the Torah calls it a maka? The Torah, the Rabbana called it a mechitza, and you have to call it a gundarisa? So Rabbi Nachman then turned to him and said, have a seat, sit on the chair. How do you call it a, you call it a karpita? You can't use the word a sapsal, a bench, or a chair that the rabbis use. Oh, it's the sure people call it an it's the also like a pillar or a chair that people sit on. What kind of again, high fluting language are used. Would you like to have a piece of an esro? Have a have a bite here. If you call it an esronga, it's like a fancy way of speaking. You have a third of you of gaiva. You have a third of of, uh, of audacity. How are you talking? Oh, Esroga the Karibani, either call it Esroga the Rabbis, call it. Oh, Esroga, Damiyinshu, people call it Esroga, but not Esroga with a nun in there. Amal Elishtamar Anvaga, have a drink. Anvaga is like a Ravia, it's like a Ravia of wine or a drink. Have a drink. Amal Elishtamar Anvaga, Yisani, Spargus, Yisani, Spargus, Yisani, Spargus, Yisani, 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 Yisani,
the drink you take in the morning. It's Ravias, they call it asparagus. Oh, Anfik, Tamihinshi. Again, what's with the strange language? I'm like, Tasi, Donik Tashkinen. Let my daughter, Donik, that was her name, name uh, bring us a drink. I'm like, Yacham Shmuel is what Shmuel said. Ain Mishtam Isha. You shouldn't use a woman to, uh, a Jewish woman to uh, to serve you. It's improper. All these were complaints that Rav Yudah lodged against Rav Nachman, who was to be the judge over here. So, he, so Rav Nachman answered, well, what do you mean? She's not a woman. She's a Ktana. She's a young girl. She's not below 12. But, so he answered, you don't use a woman at all uh, as a servant. You don't ask her to serve you. It's improper. So then he said, Nishad al-Amar Shamalam, Rav Nachman said, I guess they had a long conversation, Rav Nachman said, Rav Yudah, please give regards to my wife, Yalta, when you see her. I'm like, Ocham HaShmuel, Kol B'Yisha you shouldn't uh, talk to a woman at all, Kol B'Yisha First, we talk about that. Here, he wasn't even talking about singing. Usually, it's called B'Yisha by singing, uh, or, or first, we say that it's not really improper to talk to a woman. It's improper as if it's done in a uh, in a, you know, with a, in a sexual tone or a sensual tone, something that could lead to impropriety. Okay, so give her regards to Shliach. So again, Rav Yudah reported to Rav Nachman, you don't even ask a, a woman, you don't give regards even to her husband. I'm like, um, no, uh, uh, so he answered, that's what Rav Yudah said, and Rav Nachman said, what about through a husband? How about if I give her regards? He said, okay, if I give you, if I give her your regards, you don't ask a woman, you don't give regards or ask about how she's doing, at all. Again, because it, it could lead to impropriety. Now, apparently his wife had heard all these conversations, this back and forth, how Rav Yudah kept knocking down whatever Rav Nachman said. Uh, so she sent him, settle his case quickly. He's going to turn you into Amaris because everything you say, he puts down. He's going to make you look like Amaris. So just settle his case and be done with this guy, Rav Yudah. He's a troublemaker. Amalei, my she's at the What are you doing here, Bachal? In other words, Rabiuda came because he was subpoenaed. Now he showed up, and as soon as he showed up, he said, What are you doing? You're making offense? Why are you making offense? You're a Khashu rabbi. Why are you doing this? Everything that he said, he retorted to him. What are you doing here, Bachal? Amalei, Tiskala doesn't lose a You sent me a writ uh, inviting me, a subpoena, to come to your court. Abbasra, you sent this, Shadamar, you sent this after me. You sent it to me. Amalei, I can't even understand what you're talking about. Whatever I say something, you say use a different language. We don't even talk the same language. I would have sent you a, a, uh, a subpoena. I don't even know what you're talking about. So he took out the, he took it out. He took out the subpoena. He had it with him. From his bosom, he took out, he took it out from his pocket. You know, he took out the uh, subpoena. Basin showed it to him. Oh Gavra, what this guy? Here I am. I'm the, here. I'm the person, and here is the subpoena. Okay, I know we don't talk the same way, but as long as you're here already, the story immediately. Let's discuss this. At least we should discuss the case that you were subpoenaed for, so people shouldn't say that the rabbis are showing favoritism to one another. Uh, you, 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 you know, you, um, uh, you scratch my back, and I'll scratch yours. In other words, we should at least put on the uh, let. Let's have the din. Let's discuss it. My time, Shamsay Marlo Gavra. Why did you put him in Chaver? You put this man to see a Shlichad Rabbanan. 
So he was Mitzar. He talked not nicely about the rabbis. He said, you know, what is who is he? And he called and made fun of his name. So the Nagimar said, put him in, put him in Khairim, uh, or get, or give him Malkus. The Rav Man get out Man the Mitzar Shluch Rabbanan, right? Uh, that that's what he would do. Um, he would put them either in Khairim or give them Malkus. Uh, so he says, so why didn't you give him Malkus? Rab Mangir Alman said, Why aren't you Malkus? So he said, um uh Sashik Rabbana. Says the other thing I did it even more. I gave him a bigger knas because he was a big machutzif. Not only did I, you know, you said Malkus, I gave him a bigger, bigger punishment. I put him in Khair. So by time Machus Allah Akhwas Mar Aladabi, why'd you call him a slave? Uh Akhus Mar Aladabi, why'd you say he's a slave? I understand, okay. You put him in Khair because he was a machutzif and he and he troubled the rabbis. Uh, and he said something not nice. He disrespect, showed disrespect for the rabbis. But why did you call him a slave? I'm relate to Ruggle the Koyin He calls everybody else slaves. That's what we said before. I called him a slave because he was calling everybody else slaves. The Tony Kalaposel, whoever disqualifies others, he himself is a disqualified apostle. He never talks good about people. He's talking about his own, his own defect. So Nachman said, when did Shmuel say You have to be concerned that maybe he's a, as a person go around calling somebody else a mamzer. You have to be concerned that maybe he himself is a mamzer. You have to be concerned. You have to suspect that maybe he is. Did he say you're allowed to call it out publicly? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. He said, if somebody could call it, he may be talking about his own soul, his own blemish or disqualification. Uh, but uh, that, no, he didn't say you have to cut out publicly. Miyama, did he say he call to announce the public? Or either he came in. In other words, don't forget you cannot allow to do a judgment without having both litigants there. We had that also said, right? You can't, you can't. The judge can't start talking to one litigant without the other one being there. That that's also it looks improper. So the other Baltin, who apparently was there, said, the Ramuda. You're calling me an Ebed? I come from the Hasmonean families. I come from that household. How can you call me a slave? They were kings. This is what Shmuel said. Called Omar. Whoever says I come from a slave, is really a slave, as, we, as we're going to enumerate. Whoever says that's the words what Shmuel said. Don't you hold what Ram said? said, If a person quotes a halacha, tamachachim quotes a halacha from his rabbi, rabbi, he's repeating halacha. Imkoda ma'isa amra. If he said it before the the was necessary to paskin based on that before ma'isa happened, shomlo. We listened to him. Imlave in shomlo. So over here, you're just using that excuse now that whoever comes with Rosh you didn't say that before. You're saying it now. Now. That, you're, that we're, re, we're accusing you. Why did you call me an Ebed? You said, well, because of this, uh, that Rav said, um, that uh, uh, Rababa said the name of Rav, uh, name of Huna, name of Rav, that anybody who says that he's is a, is a slave. We didn't know that you said that before. You can't quote, because you can't bring up a new sock now after you've already in the case. Well, if you'd ask Rav Nasna, who's now in Nardo, who just came, and he and he knows the same thing. Rav Nasan Luchasim in Nardo had place in Shani. He hadn't been Rav Nasan had not visited Nardo for thirteen years. Who Yomos? He had to come that day. And I guess they knew he was there. It was probably uh, in the papers that he was there that day. 
Amalei, so he called him in and he said, Amalei, so Rabbi Yuda said to Ramasna, Dachir Mar Mai Amr Shmuel, do you remember what Shmuel said, Kikoi Chadkar Aguda, when he was standing with one foot on the bank of the river, a Chadkar, remember one on the bridge or or the bridge or on the ferry? Do you remember what he said, Amalei, Amr Shmuel says, yes, Ramasna said, I know what Shmuel said, called Amr the base of Shmuel, Malka, Kasina, whoever says, I come from the house of the Chasmanian kings, Abdul is a slave. Why? How do we have a slave? Famous. The only survivor of uh, I guess Hordus who killed, killed everybody, and whoever whoever uh, survived uh, was only there was only the only survivor was this one young uh, Jewish girl from the Salkalegra. She didn't want to be defiled, so she went up on the roof for Rami and called out Rami. She said, Call them Whoever says that he's from the base of Shimon, Abdul, he's an Evet. Uh, because I'm the last one and I'm dying now. Enough for me because she fell off, you know, she threw herself down from the roof, or Mason, she died. So therefore, therefore, we have proof that you're an Evan. Because not only do you call other people a them and you fit into the category of call apostle the mumo apostle, which is a suspicion at least. It's not a reason to, not a reason maybe to announce it publicly, but you're suspected of being an Evan. More than that, you say you come from the base of Hashem Anybody who came from the base of today must be a slave because everybody else was killed. The whole the whole, uh, the whole household was killed. So they actually, now, Rav Nachman Paskit again, like Rav Yehuda, they called out that he was a slave. That day, many Ksubas in Nardog, Ksubas, Ksubas Isha, were torn up because it turned out there were other people also who would claim to be either this guy's family Maybe it was in this guy's family because he came from Nardal and there were many other family members. And it turns out that they were all claimed to be from from base Hashemari. They were slaves. So Ksubas that they had written uh, were torn up, meaning their marriage was not a valid marriage. So uh, they, they were all torn up that day. Now when Rebuda left, left, when he came out from the court, I guess he was, maybe he's going back to Pompadisa and this, the court place took place in Nardal. Nothing about something they wanted to stone him because he had basically uh, disqualified many Jewish families in Nardar as being slaves. They weren't really Jews. So uh, they wanted to stone him. Amr said, Isha, see, listen, you'll be quiet. If you want to be quiet, keep your mouth shut. Elo, if not, I will reveal about you. I will tell about you. There are two families in Nardar. One is called from the house of Yonah. One's called from the house of Borbasi, which is like a raven, right? Uh, and raven is an impure bird, nine kosher tame, tame, tar, tar, right? The kosher bird is is what the kosher Jews are called. And the non-kosher bird is uh, is what the non-kosher Jews are. So either leave me alone, or I'm going to publicize about more of your uh, family members there or other people in our da who could be tame. So they took all the stones that they were about to stone Rabbi with. Maybe that proved that they were slaves and weren't real Jews. They took all the stones. They threw them down in the river. And the river, the Nahar Malka, it's called the, the, the Royal River, was stopped up, was stuffed up from the rivers and the water didn't flow anymore. They threw it. There were so many rocks there. Maybe it's also an exaggeration. Yudha called out in Pumpadisa, or he says, Minardo, Messiah says, Benardo, Ada, Vionason, Abi, those families or those names of those people were our slaves. 
Yudah Bar Papa is a mamzer, he's a mamzer. Bati Bar Tubia, Baramas Rucha Lo Shakul Gita De Chalusa. He's really a slave, but in his in his uh, uh, in his um, uh, gaiva, right? Uh, in his gaiva, he's such a balgaiva. He, he's so full of himself that he won't accept a get of chayr another chayr. So words, he's really an epic. So he should be freed, but he won't even accept a, uh, a a writ of freedom. He won't accept it because he's I'm not a slave. You know, but he really needs a a uh, he really needs a. Um, yeah, you know, he's so arrogant that he wouldn't accept uh, a get, which that because that would confirm that he's a slave. So he wouldn't accept. Pardon? Uh, from whom? Pre- presumably, maybe they named also. Maybe anybody belongs to the Yeah, well, maybe maybe not. You know, maybe Bezin would have that the lie, deny, to lie, malai is a guy, so he disqualified them all. These are the, either the names of families or the names of, of places. Maybe these were little uh, little uh, neighborhoods. These people are all disqualified Jews. The people from Guvai, they're really, they're really, because they're Givonim, so that's why they're, that's why they're called uh, Guvai, because they're really from Givonim, they're not proper Jews. Dorinisa is the Rai Sinoi is a village. The Rai is a village of Nasim, also improper Jews. They're like Gabonim and Nasim are not allowed to marry the Jewish people, only Mamzer, they can marry. Omar Biosin, Hyde Park, Kubi, the Pompadisa, this area in Pompadisa called Bay Kubi, Kumdav, they're all slaves. I'm here to Mishmur. Aramea Safodim, Bamla, Arbasalov, either 400 slaves, 4,000 slaves, Arbasalov, Hayula, Pashur, and Imur. He had either Pashmanimer had either four hundred or four thousand slaves. Kulam nitmu bekuna. They all mixed in with Kuna families, right? Bekol kohen sheish brazis panim. If you see that a kohen is a big chutzpah, right? There's a big uh, chutzpah, uh, and you know, very, uh, very, you know, they're they're, they're very arrogant. Not just arrogant, they're impudent. They're very, very chutzpah. Ainu elamayam must be from them. In other words, all his slaves intermarried with with kohanim. So you see a coin, it's got a lot of chutzpah, you can assume that he has got some uh, slave blood in him. Amr Abay, Kulu Yasvan, the Shura, the Radar, or the Gir says, they all live either in Syria and Nardar, either the wall of Nardar or, the, or Syria and Nardar. Pleaded Rabbi Lazar, this disagrees with Lazar. Rabbi Lazar, and he's a coin basement. If you see a coin, it's very confusing, very chutzpah. Don't be concerned that something's wrong with his lineage. Shemar Ba'amech, Kamibay coin. Your 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 uh, nation is like the ones who argue by Kohanim. Those Kohanim themselves also argue. So he disagrees. As the first opinion was that, that the reason if you find Kohanim who are very chutzpahdik, it's because they have slave blood in them. But Blood says no. That's the natural tendency of many Kohanim to be to be a chutzpahdik. Amar Rab Avin Barab Ad Amar Rab. If you marry somebody, it's improper for you to marry. When Hashem rests his countenance on the Jewish people, made al Polishvatim, Hashem gives testimony that all these tribes are pure, pure lineage. Any man of the does testify about him because he didn't marry prop, uh, his, his family is not a pure lineage. Neymar, shift they call Edus Israel. The Pasuk can tell him that Hashem gives testimony to Israel about the tribes of Israel. A Messiah of Edus Israel. When does he give testimony? When they are. <laughs> proper tribes of Israel with pure lineage. Amar Chama Barachanina. 
when he rests his countenance on the Jewish people, he only rests it on the families who are what we call, you know, blue bloods, you know, of a pure, they have pure descent, of pure lineage. Shinamar for Esahi, Noam Hashem, at that time says, says Hashem, I will be for a God for the family of Israel. It doesn't say for all of Israel. For the certain families. And they will be for me for a nation. In other words, he's only going to give testimony and he's only going to rest his countenance on the families who are purebreds. Says this is the difference between Yisrael and Yisrael. I will be a God for them. Meaning, even if they're not so, uh, so such sadikim, I will first be a friend for God, and I will bring them closer to me. Rashi says in the, the, in the bottom of the wide lines. They're not so close to me. They're not so loyal to me. But I will bring them close because they are purebreds. But by Gerim, it doesn't say that. Uh, back in the Gemara, it says either the Eilu Begerim, Rishul again, Eilu Begerim. It says, 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 me who said, Arabes Libo, who is so bold with his heart, Legesha say lie to approach and be near me, Numa Shem Beisilmaim. In other words, if they come by Gerim, if they come close to Hashem, that they voluntarily push themselves into the Jewish people, then Hashem will accept them. But by the purebred. Israel, the purebred Yisraelim, the purebred Jews, or the good mishpachos, even if they're not so loyal, Hashem will make Himself close to them, and He'll bring them closer. So, but by the by the Gemara, it's Mizze Orav as Libo, who is the one who is bold. Like I say, Lagim Hashem, the Eastern Lilam, Lechem Lechem. They will come close to me, and then I will be close to. Them. I will be a God for them. But by the Jews, Hashem says, I will be a God to them first, and then I will bring them close. Amar Chelbo, Kashem Gam Yisrael Kesapachas. This is, depends on the. During the time, many times when there were a lot of Gerim, and they still had their old Minhagam of the Goyim, Gerim, who maybe were at worship of Barazara. So they are difficult to Israel because like a scab. And the Ger will be loaned to you or will join you, right? They will join you, not loan. They will join the, the Gerim will join these people. The Nisbukhua Beisiakhu. And they will be like a scab to basic. How do we know the sapachas is like a scab? So that in the rule of the Mitzorah, it says if you have a uh, on the skin, if you have a rising or say so sapachas or a scab, that's also one of the signs of tumor of Mitzorah. We're at the top of the now. When he purifies the shvatim, in other words, when he decides, you know, sees who's who's a kosher Jew, who's a mamzer, who's not, etc. Shift out shalevi metarachila. He's first going to purify the 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 tribe of Levi to see who's really kosher among them. Shemar the yoshav, and he will he will sit mitzarev metayer. He he will be a refiner and a purifier of kesef. Like, just like you refine and purify silver to be pure, and you will sit there, and and Hashem will do the same thing. With the Leviya, the Tir Espene Levi, he will purify them, the Zikak Osam, and he will purge them of any impurities, Kesef, like you do with, with silver and gold. So, and they will be for God, the Pasi goes on, Magishe Mincha Bitstaka. That's all part of the Pasi. They will be, they will be, um, uh, they will be Hashem, those who offer, they will be to Hashem like those who offer a carbon Mincha. It's stuck in righteousness. So the first opinion here, so to speak, like what 
so to speak, like what Ezra did. He finally checked into the, all the interests of all the various classes, and he made these are Ramzerim, these are Nasinim, these are Gavonim, these are Levim, these are Shrelt, separated all the ones who are impure and brought them up there to Israel to keep Babel pure. As we discussed on yesterday's op, that Babel was considered the purest of the uh, the Jews in, in Babel were the purest because um, Ezra had removed from them all the impurities, brought them with him to Eretz Israel. So it sounds like that he actually separated them out and and uh, and those who were Ramzer, and we know Ramzer. But Shuman Levi learns it differently. Remember Shuman Levi, Kesef Metayim Ramzer. Money was Metayim Ramzer. What do I mean by that? There were many people who weren't proper Jews or Goyim, whoever they were, they paid money, you know, with a, they donated a lot of money so that they would be accepted among the Jewish people. And as time passed, the fact that there were Mamzerim was lost. We didn't know who's whom. So the Keshenemar, the Yashim Mitzar from Matar, Semel Sid, and the either refined or the purified Kesef. That's it. In other words, Hashem's going to mix it. We're going to see Rashi in a to to, uh, to finish this off. My Magisha Mimcha, it's like, what does it mean? They will give Parmincha in righteousness. It's like Saka Sakarish Barfu. Uh, Hashem, uh, Hashem did righteousness in Israel. Shemeshpacha nitma, a family that was mixed up. This nitma is not is not is not uh, uh, nitma with an ayin. And right? this is not we're purified. This was mixed up. Once the family got mixed up over over a period of many generations, we don't know who's whom. Hashem left left them in the Jewish people and did not remove them. This is different. So here, take a look at Rashi in the narrow lines. Rashi says. Rabbi uh, Shun in the third of the narrow lines in Rashi, Ruben Levi feel like he holds. I'm the type of love mob built, so not that Hashem purified, let's say the Levim or other or the other Jewish people by separating out the ones who were impure. El matar machshirim kulam, but rather he was matar all of them. So lost love that we say that the Mamzerim will become tahorim because Hashem will purify them. Hashem has His way of purifying them, not that He had removed the bad ones, but they will include them in different ways to understand what the Torah is. All right, we'll pick it up from the two customers. Have a good day. Shabbat Shalom.